podcast it's me i got michael johnson the menace is here We're waiting for shang to come through uh how you doing man good good not too bad um you know just been um taking it easy relaxing you know and, and enjoying myself time with family friends and uh, it's going good nice so you're not uh, you're, you're in florida right now no i'm actually uh back home in st louis is, is that where you're from? You're from St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised. So I, uh, yeah, I, I came back to, you know, um, spend some more time with the family, you know, get my mind off some things, and um, I'm good. So who's staying at your place in, in, uh, in Florida? Oh, my lease was up last year. So, you know, yeah, I just got out on time and just came back here. So. Got it, man. Got it. Got it. Got it. How you dealing with the whole quarantine slash world burning? Slash uh, insanity going on right now. Yes, a uh, bunch of madness, and then um, nothing's changed for me for quarantine base wise. Hold on, I'm I'm getting weird. Michael, hello. You know, um, like even before it was going on, we were still training. You know, I had a fight to get ready for, so I'm nothing really changed. Yeah, no, right, strange. Got yeah, it. And, uh, and then just um, watching all these protests and, and everything, and hopefully some some shit changes. Yeah, man, I, it's got it's got to change. It's, I, I mean, it seems like they've been uh, they've passed some reforms where police can't choke people anymore, so that's good. Yeah, well, they still they they still got they still got lethal weapon with their pistols. So. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, you know, you got to start sure. somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Ha- have you been uh, doing it? Have you have you been going to any marches or pr- protests or no? No, no, and uh, you know I've kind of wanted to, but at the same time, you know I've just been you know so caught up in and you know getting my my situation back on track, and um, they haven't really seemed to be very good places, man. Just a lot of shit just keeps going on and happening and happening, and um kind of kind of tend to you know maybe you know stay away from things that don't tend to go out my way sometimes so if you put yeah. myself in, in situations like that you know who knows what's going to come across me are you are you worried about going to a protest and getting into a fight and winning the first round again and then like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it happens right it's gonna be those first few minutes yeah the shit will come into play I mean, you are undefeated in first rounds of fights. Like, you you might be the best fighter in the history of first rounds. Uh, no, it's fucking crazy, right? Like, have you ever <laughs> lost a first round of a fight? You haven't, right? I don't think I have. No, no, every... I, I don't think I have at all. No, I honestly think... I think every fight, the first round, you won every first round. Do you think maybe, like, you, you gotta... You're too good at the first round, so then you kind of, like, you're like, oh, I got this, and then... Maybe, man, it's something like that. Me, I'm not making my my in fight adjustments or what. Maybe I do get a little too too ahead of myself after you know just having so dominant first rounds. And uh, maybe I need my ass whooped every fight in the first round. <laughs> then I need to come back, you know. 
Well, I mean, your, your, your last fight, you were looking so good, man. That might have been the best Michael Johnson we've seen in a while. And I, I almost – look, it's obviously a loss, but I almost don't even count it as a loss because it's one of those things where you're just like – It was weird, right? It was like he, the kid threw a Hail Mary, you know? And, uh, like, I, I, I think you're the better fighter. And I think anybody who watches that fight knows you're the better fighter. I just think that you just got caught, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I got I got caught and I got put in a position where um, you know, I didn't realize how deep it was until it was too late. You know, I and I, I just kind of was just took my time and been cool with it. You know, instead of getting out of there as fast as I could. You know, so I had stuff to it. Me, it was definitely a hell Mary, and um, yeah, I saw his face. He was terrified. He was holding on for my life for dear life. But that's also one of those things that I think would never happen again. Like, I think that you learn your lesson and you know what I'm saying? It's, it's never going to happen to you again. Like, you're going to yeah, know exactly definitely. what that happens to get the fuck out of there. Um, definitely, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I, I took it like that, you know. I don't know if you guys can see, like, my face and my reaction. I'm like, fuck, God. And I'm walking off in the back. And, you know, that was a kind of easier one to swallow than some of my recent losses just because I know it's not going to happen again. Um, everybody watched this, saw what happened. Like, like he's not the better fighter, but you know, he just got me in a position, and you know, he he won it. Even as like a wrestling coach, for me, it was like if I was coaching a kid who was up ten nothing, and the kid just threw a like a hail mary hip toss move that just almost or like a splatel or something, where you were like, ah, oh! but it wasn't like it was one of those things where you're just like, okay, all right, let's let's you know, yeah, don't, the don't shit would never happen again. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, are you worried about getting cut or no? No, not necessarily. Uh, I was, but uh, I, I was at right away. But at the same time, I think, um, man, I just think my tenure, how long I've been in the game, the way the first round went, and even my last three, even my last three losses. I mean, shit, like, the, yeah, like I, I come out on the losing end, but those are fights I was winning. Those are fights I had won, I had in the bag. And I just let him slip out. So, you know, I'm hopefully, you know, I get that um that respect that hey, he's been in the game for 10 years, 20 plus fights. And um, I got one more left of my contract. And uh, you know, let me finish fighting it out and we'll go from there. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, and even the guys you beat, man, the guys, I mean, he wins over Poirier, wins over Andre Feely, uh, you beat the greatest of all time, Labov. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're fighting sure against noticed. Justin, uh, Josh Emmett, you were winning that fight. Elkins, you were winning that fight. Uh, Gagey, you were winning that fight. Uh, so, I mean, these are all fights that, like, you were winning. Um, the Nate, Nate, the Nate Diaz fight, was that just the thing of you just got in your head? Yeah, the Nate, yeah, I, I think it was, you know, um, it, it was weird. And, and that fight, um, I was getting off on him so easy. And then the second round, he, like, kind of grabbed for my hips. So I'm thinking the whole fight after that, like, damn, he's going to try to shoot and take me down. So I, instead of me acting first, I was just sitting there waiting, waiting for him to do something. And then his long-ass arms, he was just catching me. And, um, you know, it just took me a little while to catch up. I was barely missing him. So but that's another lesson learned. And uh, hopefully me and him are cross paths again. Uh, now, two guys that you fought, uh, Khabib and Gaethje, are gonna fight each other. Now you've been in the in the octagon with both of them. You're, I think you might be the only one to ever do that. Um, who do you like in that fight? Man, 
That's a that's an incredible fight. Uh, Justin just he just keeps getting better, keeps getting better. You know, and um, I, I know if I'm not the only one to see that. Um, he he just he he seems like he's adding newer stuff to his game, whether it's just a small little movements or him not punching as much. Or uh, but um, man, Khabib, you know, he's that puzzle that nobody can really put together. So I see if um, I mean it, it's just like it is. If Justin can stay on his feet. He wins that fight, but if Khabib does Khabib and uh, gets him down, then you know it's going to go like every other fight he's had. The, the, gauge, fight, the gauge fight you were winning um, was that a matter? Was that a thing where you just got too excited? A lot of shit went wrong that fight. I, I don't know if, if you guys can see it, but um, <laughs> yeah, matter a little excited. Uh, I was fighting half knocked out after the first round. I got I caught a huge headbutt from him in that first round and you know we really didn't get a time pause or maybe but um I, I was seeing two of him that whole fight so I was just trying to push it together you know for those how long we fought and um it, it was a point where you know we got into that 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 scuffle and um you know I was hurt but you know Big John's yelling in my ear do something I'm gonna fall I'm gonna call it so I just dropped like to get out of the way of him punching me and 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 hopes that you know he would follow me down and we keep fighting down there. But uh, he called it right away, and that's how it is. So twelve seconds. I wish we had those twelve seconds back. I mean, you know that's the thing about your fights, also, man. This is why. This is also why I think they they'd be crazy to cut you. And I, in a way, I almost I don't want you to get cut, but I think you could win a million dollars in the PFL. So if you if you do get cut, I, I want to see you become a millionaire because I, I think you'll you'll win that. Uh, but all your – you've never been in a boring fight. By the way, we got Shang here. We got Michael Johnson. Hey, what's up, man? Michael the Menace Johnson. Uh, oh, yeah. I know, I know, I yeah, know yeah. who the fuck you are. Yeah. I yeah, man, what's happening, boss? <laughs> you never, ever – you always bring it. You're like – you should name your name, bring it, because you, know, you ain't – I ain't never seen you not be like, oh, fuck that. It's on. Uh, yeah, side yeah, side note, Shang, Michael wants to be a, a comedian, he told me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little well, bit. Just, just bring it. <laughs> then bring it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I gotta link up with y'all. Y'all gotta spread some knowledge my way, and uh, let me pick up on it some more. He's got a tight five minutes. I think I'd be better of a host. Yeah, be yeah, better of a host. You know, I got like five or ten minutes in me, bro. So let me bring you out. You know what I mean? Let me talk some shit, bring y'all out, and, and then go in the back and, and, and you know hit, hit stuff, take some drinks, and then come back out and do it again. Right. <laughs> So we were saying we were saying that uh, Michael's fought Khabib and he also fought Gaethje, who were supposed to fight each other. I think uh, in, in the fall, he th he he thinks Gaethje's got it as long as he can keep it on the uh, feet. Do you think Gaethje between Gaethje and Khabib? But th th this guy fought both of them. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that Khabib. Uh, I don't think Khabib um, can handle Gaethje. A hard knock. He's a hard He's knock. Tough. It's gotten better. So As I, I think, said, it, it, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. If it stays on the feet, uh, you know, Justin's got him, and Justin's got great takedown defense. So it's gonna be difficult. I don't know. Uh, but, but Khabib, Khabib, if he is not wrestling bears or, or riding fucking dragons, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's a problem, bro. He, like I said, I, I I think he's gonna stay undefeated. What was he saying to you when you, when you guys were fighting? He was talking, but I couldn't. What was he saying? Um, if he gets out of the game soon, I, it's, he's planning on this being his last. Oh, 
No, I no, what was he? Just talking shit on title. In the middle of the fight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just said how he, he deserves a title and this to that. And he even tried to tell me to give up at one point. I just had like a back smack him. My feet. I'm, like, I'm like, give it up. I'll fight you from down here, bro, but I ain't giving it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you fought a lot of guys who talk shit, but was that like the nicest shit talking you ever heard? Like, please give up? <laughs> you might be right about that. I, I didn't put two and two together. He is not kind of please. Oh my God, but yeah, it would have been um, some crazy shit, you know? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what was what was Nate Diaz saying to you? Me, me and Nate were just going back and forth. You know, he wouldn't really say anything. He was just my kind of pointing and laughing. <laughs> yeah, just his little his little facial thing. So, and um, me and Nate started. We were talking more shit before the fight than anything. And then after the fight, you know, me and him became real cool. You know, we talked to the backstage. So, uh, you know, I, I fuck with Nate. Man, Nate's a good guy. Right. When you when you beat Tony Ferguson, what was Tony saying to you? Anything? Nothing. Not at all. That that was before Tony became the loudmouth Tony Ferguson. Yeah, he was a little bit more reserved back then when I fought him, but now he's way more outspoken nowadays. Were you surprised at how uh, well Gaethje did against Ferguson? I was. That that one thing I was surprised about. But um, at the same time, you know, I just said like. Tony's a guy with just great cardio, and um, he puts the pressure on people, and they make it that makes it hard for him. And um, but he's really easy to be hit. Yeah, you know, I think he's a little. I think he's a little sloppy. He sits there, no head movement, and Justin's the wrong guy to fight like that because uh, I mean he's got heavy hands and he throws everything in combination, so he was hitting him with ease. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to you know Ferguson the weight cut. And uh, I, I, all of that shit he was dealing with. He was dealing with a lot of other physical shit. So I agree with you. He should have fought him that way. But at the same time, he had some other shit he was dealing with. And, and Yeah, and, oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, and you can't – it kills me when people say, no excuses. No, fuck that. That is an excuse. If yeah, my, but he, if did his own, but he bro, was an idiot. But he did his own weight cut. Who I the know, fuck, who the fuck waits for a fight that doesn't happen? Fucking Looney Tune. But I'm saying – I'm saying – it kills me. I've seen, I, as long as I've been watching this and, and involved with this, they always say, well, uh, they had no excuses. If my toe is broke, but I go forward because I know I need that money and I need to do the fight, my toe yeah, is but, broke. Yeah, yeah. But, he did, but he did like a post-fight weight interview. He waited in by himself, interviewed himself, and then did a stare down in the mirror. But to a fight that wasn't even happening. I mean, I the guy's is fucking... <laughs> yeah, that's some Looney Tunes shit. But you know, and I agree... <laughs> I, I, I agree on the no, uh, no excuses thing and everything like that. But at the same time, man, like, honestly, which fighter isn't going through shit when we fight? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to keep it real with you at that, bro. Like, I've been in the game 10-plus years, in the UFC 10-plus years, and I can probably name you a handful of fights that I've been in without shit going on. You know what I mean? And I've got 20-plus in the game. So, so it, it's hard. You know, I've never had, like, Super bad weight cuts. My Emmett weight cut was pretty bad, but other than that, like, I mean, you go with personal shit to injuries. Like, I've been fighting injured for the last three, four years. You know, just cause, uh, you know, just they, they might be a little nagging injuries, but you know, Shane, you said it right. I need that money. I need to come. I, I need to come forward. Like, that's how we get paid. So it's just right. the that's just the life that we live. You know. Now, uh, now, two of your teammates over at the um, I guess it's the Hard Knocks, right? It was the Black Zillion House, the Hard Knocks are fighting each other. Uh, Usman versus Gilbert Burns. 
You've seen them together. You've probably trained against both of them. Uh, who wins that fight? Yeah, the best man wins. Come on, man. Come on. Dude, they're fighting each other. <laughs> I, I knew it y'all wanted out of you. I knew it y'all the best man wins. Come, right that now, is some bullshit. Come on. I mean, and you've seen them. All right, have you ever seen them spar? Yeah, of course. We've been, we've been, we've all been teammates for the last like ten years. Ever since our gym is open, we've all been teammates. So who gets who so gets that, the best? Of, who gets the best of who in sparring? It just goes. It, it goes. <laughs> it goes one way or the other. You know how it is. Like Kamara's got the wrestling. You know Gilbert's got the jujitsu. So it kind of evens each other out, and then they just bang on the feet. So uh, I, I guarantee you, it's not gonna be um like. Usman and Woodley or Gilbert and Woodley or, or you know, Gilbert and Maya and they're, they're going to fight and they're going to fucking fight for 25 minutes, I, I feel. It, it's going to be, it's probably going to, yeah, it's probably going to be close to fight of the year. Best man wins. So how are I know who's going to win. I already know who's going to win. You're going to say, you're going to say Usman. I'm, I'm absolutely saying Usman. Because I'm, black- you know, I, 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 he impressed me in the Cody fight. I'm sorry, he impressed me because I really thought it was close. And he, he started inching him out, and then at the end, he started fucking molly-whopping him. He molly-whopped him. Was Gilbert. Huh? Uh, how, how impressive was Gilbert against uh, Willie, though? So, I think Willie's brain – Willie is not – something's gone off with Woodley, but I think a prime Woodley – I know something's off with him, but I'm saying a prime Woodley, I don't know. But I just think that he was, it wasn't – I wasn't as impressed as everybody else was. I was more like, well, you're fighting a, a Woodley that is so distracted. He's, it just seems like he's not focused. And he does right. have a ton of other shit going on that I think that you, when you – to me, if you fight, you got to kind of – I don't know if this makes sense. you got to have, like, those blinders horses have on. At the, yeah. yeah you got to kind of be this yeah. way. You can't be this and then, yo, I'm doing my rap album, and then you can't <laughs> – yeah, I, I don't know how I don't know if he really wanted to be in there fighting, and then you know you can see it. So you're right about that one. So, so Michael, uh, give us a give us a scoop. When Usman called him out, was there bad? I mean, when Gilbert called out uh, Usman, was there bad blood at the gym? Or I don't know. And, and that's one thing. And that and that's one thing I took because I've been I've been out of Florida for probably like a month. Like, after my fight, after my last fight in Jacksonville, I probably stayed in Florida for a few days, and I came back home. And, um, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but my Instagram's deactivated. I don't really go on my Instagram that much. I just kind of stay off of social media for a little bit. So I've been so out of the loop and everything. Like, friends had to tell me that they were fighting. I was like, oh, shit, they're fighting? Like, I thought Gilbert would have fought one more time before they fought. All right, so what happened? Did did you get some girl pregnant? You got a girl pregnant? Is that why you're Uh, uh, Like, what what happened? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, just distractions, bro. I was, you know, I was was going through it myself, a little personal problems. And, um, you know, Instagram is just, you open it up and it's just a bunch of fake bullshit. Like, All right, so it's, it's, it's got to be with a girl. It has to be with a girl, right? It has with a girl. Come on. Trust. What? Trust, it's not. Trust it's has not? nothing to do with a female. It could be family. It could nah. be family. What happened? What, what, what are the problems? Talk to us. Just personal. Just personal, bro. Just personal. I, I, I just didn't feel like... You know, if you get depressed a little bit and you pop up on some social media and everybody thinks that putting out that they got the happiest, most successful fucking life of all time, and you say, 
that shit gets to you a little yeah, bit, right? It's a bunch of bullshit. So, yeah, yeah, but dude, listen, man, you are listen. You're a kid from the Ultimate Fighter. You are you, you know you had a lot of problems growing up. You made it. You made it to college wrestling. You made it to the Ultimate Fighter. You you got to like the number top five in the world. Uh, yeah, a couple fights didn't go your way, but you're still a legend. In my book, you're a fucking legend, bro. Everybody knows that, dude, and that's a fact. Everybody knows it. Fucking Dana knows it. You know, uh, Lex Luthor. I call him Lex Luthor. But Dana, <laughs> Dana White knows it. He knows it. And everybody that you fought knows that there there's no, like, you always, I mean, that yeah. dog in you. Like, you're you like, always, yo. I'm, you always bring it, man. There's no reason because you lost a fight that you should feel the need to get the fuck off social media because who cares, bro? It's it's bigger than uh, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. That wasn't the main thing. But yeah, you know, like, it's something to get away. But it's going to come back. You know, it's gonna come back. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get it back and everything. And um, I'm not finished in this game. I know that for sure, bro. I'm only 34, so I got a good five years left on me. Shit, DC's what 80? He's fucking like, still fighting. Yeah, <laughs> looking good too. I, I don't know. You're kind of looking a little bit like him. Uh, don't lower that camera a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I still, I still got my full hair. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about some MMA news. So Amanda Nunez says she might retire. She says she's got nothing else to prove. I'll tell you one thing: if she retires, the division I would hate becomes, to see her go. But the division becomes a lot more exciting, though, because nobody's coming even close to her. Yeah, but, I, I, I don't think that she's going to retire. I hope not. But she's having a kid. She and. What what else has she got? To, I mean, she's just that much better than everybody else. I mean, what is she yeah. gonna do? I mean, maybe she goes, takes some times off, has the kid. Yeah. It froze for a second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did he do? Fight two girls at once? And then come back when she sees two girls at once. I watch. <laughs> now, how do you think she does against? <laughs> how do you think she does against Henry Cejudo? Because I I was joking when I said it. But people think that she would actually beat Cejudo. There's no chance, right? No, no, man. And and the thing is, like, I don't care how dominant a female is in females, like, MMA, like, there's still a man and a woman. And, like, like I mean, she, she she's big. She's got size. She's great. She, I'm pretty sure she's tough. And she can take a punch. But at the same time, you know, Henry's a man. And, and if he laid a, a few good shots on her, like, she's just, like, no. Like, she's still a woman, you know? Yeah. No, Henry said, he wa- Henry said he wants to come back and fight Volkanowski. How do you think that fight goes? I think that goes pretty good. That, that, that's a pretty good fight. Um, I, I mean, it just looks Henry's got that pressure on him. But I thought Henry retired, though. He said he's going to come back. He reti- he's going to come back and become four Gs uh, or four Cs. He wants to be, he wants to be quadruple C. Uh, and, I mean, if he wins it at 125, 135 and 145, that's pretty damn impressive. You got to admit. I mean, yeah, no one's done that's that. That's impressive. I mean, he's one fucking tough nerd. He's a fucking nerd. He's one of the like, – he, he, he's a badass nerd up until you're at. <laughs> he, he is a tough nerd. I think, that, I think that he would have a problem. I think Volk would give him, give him the business, truthfully. You think so? I think so. Even if you, think, you know what? Because even you know what? You got to think he he's, he comes with that pressure fighting up front, but that motherfucker Volk, he just seems like he's just like he got some kind of machine parts in his fucking head. Well, he, he used to be two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and now he's like one forty-five. Like the dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> Shit. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm saying there's something, I don't know. I think Cejudo would have a fucking problem with him. I think it'd be a, it'd be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, he, he might even stay at the 35 and 25s. Uh, another guy you knocked out. Another guy you knocked out, Dustin Poirier. Probably your best win, right? You think? Yeah, I would think so. It's just crazy because before that fight, I texted Dean Thomas and I go, How's Michael Johnson going to do against Dustin Poirier? And he goes, Poirier is as sure of a bet you can make. That's what that's what Dean told me, and, and then you just knocked him out. Like I was like, man, that just shows you that you can't bet on MMA, man. Like holy shit, are you? Are you I, I missed that. I, I was getting a call. What happened? I, I texted Dean Thomas right before that fight, and I go, uh, hey, I want to bet on this fight. How's Poirier look? And he goes, he's as sure as a bet as you could make. And then you knocked him out in thirty seconds. And I was like, so, I mean, you didn't just beat Poirier. You beat, like, the best version of Dustin Poirier, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a slack or, or older Poirier. It was like, yo, I'm at my prime, and he, and he got dusted. Yeah. So, I, now, I was, I, was, I was not surprised. I was surprised by the how fast. I wasn't surprised by it at all. Michael keeps freezing. Michael, you here? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I can hear you guys. Yeah, I okay. lost the video, yeah. So Poirier. Yeah, um, that was a Poirier and uh, who's he fighting? Um, Dan Hooker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's gonna be a great stand-up fight. I, I wish I could get some stand-up fights like those. <laughs> it keeps you guys grapplers, but um, you know, I don't think we've really seen how good Hooker could like actually be. You know, I I, I don't think he's um fought the guys like Dustin. And this, uh, I think this is really going to be his first true test. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he beat Ally Quinta pretty good, and uh, well, I, but Al's a gamer. And Al's a, Al's a, Al's a, he's definitely a gamer, but there's a certain point where he's all like, "This, this shit don't." After a while, it's like, okay. And as soon as you stop moving, I'm, I'm <laughs> Dude, but somehow, yeah. but some yeah, reason, exactly. Al just keeps beating up Kevin Lee, like, like. Well. <laughs> That's like his kryptonite. His ally Akita. Kevin Lee's soft. No, because Kevin Lee's soft. That's why you guys know that. He's soft. <laughs> you know he's soft a little bit. You know he's got that. Huh? He he don't like to get he don't like to get punched around. Dude, he knocked out but Gillespie. He, like he fucking. I mean, Gillespie just woke up yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. No, I think Kevin Lee. I think that he's like when he's on the ground, he's he's a beast. But I think he don't like. He wanted. He just seemed like getting punched in the face after a while. He goes, "I don't like this. I don't. I don't like." When it gets a little tough for him, yeah. When it gets a little tough for him, he he really wanted to bang. It it does seem like Kevin Lee. I guess you know, like they always say, one guy's a hammer, one guy's a nail. When he's the hammer, like Kevin, like if you can get in Kevin's, if you can win the first round against Kevin Lee, he's a different fighter. If he wins the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's gonna win the fight, mostly. Oh yeah, confident, confident Kevin Lee when he's in there and he's winning a confident. He's hard to beat. Now I'll give him that. You know he's very talented. But I just think when it comes down to it, when it's time to, when it's not going your way and it's time to buy down and try to get it back, you know, I, I don't see him really getting that point. Hey Michael, do me a favor. Can you um can you leave it and then come back so we, I can I could uh, see you? Yeah yeah. All right. I thought I was in there. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, 
Adam, the, 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 the fight where I saw the best fight, I was going to ask him this too, was Czech Congo where it looked like there's no fucking way he's coming back. Bye-bye. And he was knocked all over the ring. I'm thinking, there's, he's done. And at the, uh, he just kept fighting. And at the end, he just went, and then all of a sudden you see wobble, wobble, and it was over. Yeah, that was against Pat Barry. That might have been that might have been the best comeback I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because um, he was losing. I mean, he was losing. losing. I mean, that fight. I would say nine out of ten refs would have stopped that fight already. Uh, the Kevin Lee Pat Barry fight we're talking about Michael Johnson. Pat Barry. Remember when? Uh, Kev, not, I mean, I mean Chuck Congo Pat Barry. Congo. Oh, Chuck Congo Pat Barry. Yeah. No, yeah, Chuck Congo. Yeah. Chuck Congo, like where Kevin Lee, if he's losing that bad, he's lost. Whereas then Chet Congo was like, no, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep swinging until this shit is over. And I think that that's yeah. why like, you got to – I think that there's two different kind of fighters. Like, the fighters like that where they just, you know what, I'm getting my ass fucking mashed, but I, I'm, I'm going to catch this dude. And, and yeah. those kind of guys, I don't think Kevin Lee's that kind of guy. You know what's so you said That fight was my first UFC fight. I remember that fight yesterday. This was nuts. The Chet Congo, Pat Berry. Wait, you were on that card? That was my first fight. Yeah, that's what I fought, ever fought lots of. It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was in Pittsburgh. Yep, that was the first fight. Yeah, after the ultimate fighter. Were you, were you going crazy? Yeah, me and, me and Matt Mitchell were going crazy because we were both there because we were both kind of competing for like a knockout of the night bonus. And then that shit happened. I was like, oh, man, my head's <laughs> done. Like, they're both getting a knockout of the night bonus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you know, it's crazy. So um, I actually posted something recently. I said, because I just, sometimes I just wake up. You ever just, Shang, like you just wake up and you have a joke on your mind. Like you fall asleep to joke. Right. I have jokes in my sleep or, and I, I woke up and some reason I felt like posting, like not even a joke. And I was like, motherfucker. Cause everyone, right. I feel like there's a lot of people, there's a whole younger generation of people that just want handouts. You know, they just want things given to them. And the life isn't fair for them, you know? And they go, I go, you want to win. Uh, here's how you win. You, you show up early, you last one to leave, you put your head down, you work your fucking ass off, <laughs> don't quit, and you just keep doing that over and over and over and over again. Especially with wrestlers. That's how you're going to win. It's going to suck, but that's how you're going to win. Eventually, you will win. And somebody wrote, that's a fucking immigrant mentality. And, uh, and, I, and I thought, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. That's why immigrants, that's exactly what that is. Immigrants have a right. They work their fucking ass off. And it, and it brings me back to this. There was a fight last week. I don't know if you watched the UFC. There was a girl who trains an American top team. Uh, her name was uh, uh, Agapova. You see, you see this girl? She looks like a young Joanna yeah. Janczyk. And she was tall and just fucking lighting this other girl up. This girl, Hannah Cyphers. And, and then I like read about her. She won $50,000. She lives in Kazakhstan, where the average pay for the year is $3,500, which we should move there, become fucking millionaires. Yeah. She, she rides her bike every day to practice, an hour to ride, because she doesn't have a car. And then she got hit by a car and still didn't, and then like had to pull out of a fight, came back. But that's, that's a girl who you have to look out for. And I'm, I'm sure you see it, Michael Johnson, at the gym, right? You see these... Uh, some of these guys from Dagestan and some of these guys from other countries, they just, they work harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, this is like, you, you hate to say it, but it's like, yeah. Oh, everybody wants to come to American dream. Oh, yeah, but they see like, I got to come here. I got to put my head down and work and become, you know, world champion. Cause you know, that's, you know, they're being successful and winning. And it's just like us in here, man. Some of us, 
got the same mentality, the same idea, and um, that's what it takes. You know, we weren't grown up, born up with, you know, silver spoons in our mouth and come from rich families. You know, a lot of us got to, um, you know, work for the shit we get. Where did you grow up? St. Louis, you know, grew up in Virginia. I, I grew up here, you know. It wasn't like crazy projects or nothing like that, you know. Um, but we weren't like fancy living either, you know what I mean? Like we started to go, like my mom worked night shifts in and out to support, you know, me and my two other siblings. You know, I had to be up at five o'clock every morning to bus out the school to the county, you know, from like elementary school all the way till you know, I graduated. So, um, you know, we didn't have it easy, but we didn't have it like super extremely tough either. You know what I'm saying? So. Do, you, do you experience a lot of racism growing up or no? You know what? I, I didn't. And I don't know. And I, I was a black kid, a, a, you know, a city kid going off schools. And, um, and, you know, it's crazy because the, the, what I see days is nuts because I've been around, you know, just nothing but, but white people, wild county schools and everything. And I'm like, man, I've probably only experienced racism a handful of times in those, you know, 17 years. You know, I'm like, none really at the school, you know, like other kids against me. But, um, you know, it's crazy. In college a little bit, but, you know, that's just because guys are getting mad. And the only thing they can say is, oh, let me call you. What do those kids say? Went out. Well, Shane, what do you think he's going to say? They uh, <laughs> say, I know you can beat my ass. That's exactly it. Who the fuck's going to say something to you? He's like, I haven't experienced racism because other people like their eye in their socket. <laughs> I did, that, yeah, I just can't see. Yeah, like certain people, you know not to bother. So you think the tough, so you think if you're a tough black kid, you don't experience as much racism as if you're. You don't experience as much outward racism ah. walk up on you and say crazy shit because there's a good chance that might be the day that guy snaps and decides i'm gonna put my knuckle through your ass face what about the other way though where like you like a lot of girls are like ooh, and everyone with a white guy and a black guy before is, is, there, is there benefits of racism <laughs> where, where like uh women like want to know what it's like like is it true is, do they really have huge dongs? Like, do you get like? No, it's it's benefits to racism until you get pulled over, until you try to buy a house, <laughs> until you try to, you know, like I I've, I've had it where clubs have told me, hey, we already got a black guy uh, book for this month. You're really funny, but we got a black guy book for this. But month. I've also had the other end where I've had we have too many straight white males. Yeah. Also okay. racism. Right. I mean, right. and and then it's usually Indian people, so <laughs> <laughs> they get the bookings instead. But no, I, yeah, I experienced it a lot, but I'm so fuck everybody kind of, like I go forward so hard, I just don't, like even when, when I'm doing sets, I go, I go hard, so I don't care. Like I, I you see, I've done, I've done mo mostly white shows and nobody, it, like if somebody comes over to me afterwards and says something to me, I had it happen at Flappers. I was like, well, I'll fight you. And what happened at Flappers? Some, uh, some Trump supporter. Some all right, yeah, Michael, 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 Michael I think, yeah, you're, you I think uh, your Wi-Fi is racist. Um, so Yeah, it might be. So what happened in college? Oh, um, nothing, man. Nothing crazy. You know, just typical bar shit going on and, you know, getting into some little things. And I think that's why I finally, like, really did learn how to start fighting in college. 
No, no, we were saying like, do you ever get benefits of racism? Like white girls are like, ooh, is the myth true? Do they have huge dongs and stuff or, or no? Possibly, that, that, that could have happened a few times back in the day. You know, like the, the myths are true. Yeah, come find out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or the white girl that wants to make the dad, the, 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 the racist dad jealous and mad. So she yeah. brings me home or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, nobody talks about that side, right? Nobody says, "Yeah, you get pulled over," but how many times did the girl want to piss off her dad and you got a blowjob, right? So you don't think there's like I think one's worse than the other. I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> one's worse than the other. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. But I think I think that also the fact that you've made it to the level you made it, man, you're gonna get like. Every fight, you're going to get some tail if you really were wanted to. Like, if you wanted to come out after a fight, there's women that wait outside. I, you know, a fight since it's, oh, hi, come here, come here. And you don't get that? Well, Mike's married. Are, are oh, you yeah. married? No, you're married. I'm saying yeah. before that. Semi yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> what do you mean you're uh, semi-married? How do you become semi-married? But, 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 but prior to all that, <laughs> semi-married is, you know, it's, it's in the works. That's what I mean. That's how you get semi-married. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do I become semi-married? Well, why it's did I too late. It, 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 it's too late for you. <laughs> it's, it's too late for you, Adam. You gave it a shot. Too late. Uh, that, that's crazy. Um, all right, so let's talk about what some of the fights the this world? week, by the way. So uh, the, the fights this week. Uh, oh, by the way, what do you think, um, uh, real quick, this about, so about uh, Masvidal and Conor McGregor retiring and John Jones? Michael Johnson. I think he froze again. Damn. You got, this dude's like... Uh, he, yeah, he should, it, 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 I thought it was going to jump back in. It didn't. He should just walk out to Frozen. <laughs> no, I, I, I already know. I don't think he's gonna. None of them are gonna retire. It's all, it's all, I know. Is, is it a weird time to ask for more money though? Because the UFC is not making any money on anybody showing up. I don't know. Not for, not to me. I think that the bottom line is you know who the people are to bring the numbers. After you seen that shit in New York with the bad motherfucker belt, um, and how much play and juice fucking Masvidal got from that. Him and Diaz, man, that shit was like a regular fucking championship fight. It was it was amazing. I thought Masvidal dusted fucking Diaz off. I thought he dusted him off from get-go. Front kicks, kept hitting him with hearts, fucking, you know, just hard kicks to the body, up top, back and forth. I mean, to me, but that was, that was one of the biggest fights to me of the year. I mean... I know, but the thing is that fight shouldn't have been stopped only because I hear you Masvidal won every round and, and hurt Nate Diaz, but it's Nate Diaz and he's never out of a fight. And, I, yeah, but no, but no, his eye was a flap. Come on. His I eye sat, was dude, up. What's funny. I sat in front of Nate Diaz one time I was, it was at a fight. It was Diaz was behind me and it was uh, Woodley versus Wonder Boy too. And the whole time some guy in the back saying, you guys suck, like fight you pussies. You guys fucking, this is bullshit. Uh, and normally you look behind and it's some like jabroni saying that. It was Nick Diaz. <laughs> like, wow. So I was like, all right, well, Nick Diaz can say whatever the fuck he wants. So I go, Nate, man, you ever have a fight that you couldn't get into? Like you just couldn't like show up for? And he's like, yeah, once in the fifth grade, 
He's like, this guy came up to me and he punched me and I couldn't get my punches back. And he wasn't even joking. Like he really <laughs> considered, he serious. Like he considers his fifth grade fights. Uh, uh, some, some Michael Johnson says that his Wi-Fi is horrible right now. Uh, so I'm just going to say all good. Let's do it next week. Let's do it. I'll do it. Let's pick it up next week. Right? Yeah. No, it kept dropping. I would freeze, then drop out. So that means it's not connecting. And every time he start talking, we just saw his face go. Nick Diaz, he lost every round. His eye was a fucking mess. It was a mess, dude. It, it was one of those those fights where you go, I was sitting there going, oh, fucking, somebody stop this. It's, it's, I was too fucked up. Well, what's crazy is that he looks so good against Anthony Pettis. Like, there he and, is. And, like, that, that was one of those fights where – Man, like he looked so good against Pettis that I was back on the Diaz train. Not that I ever jumped off the Diaz train, but he looked so good against Pettis. And I'm like, you know what? I think he's going to do – I think he might beat Masvidal. And yeah, then, but Masvidal looked at two fights in a row, three fights in a row, where he looked you know, – thing, Right. So he, knocking out Darren Till, Ben Askren, and Nate Diaz, uh, he didn't knock him out, but stopping him. Gary, but he pretty much he, – he was, he was housing it. And, and, and his, his whole thing is, look, I signed a contract. Uh, and, um, but it, they, they kind of stiff arm me and I want to renegotiate. And the UFC is like, well, you signed a contract, you signed a contract. Now I can see both their points, you know, at the same time, certain guys you got to make happy, you know? And I, I think, think that he's one of them, I think he's one, one of them. them. I think Conor McGregor's one of them. John I think Jones. Nick Diaz is one of them. Who? Nick Diaz? I think Nick Diaz is one of them. You got to make him happy. I mean, he brought he brings more eyeballs to the UFC than a lot of other fighters. And so you can't you can't you can't shirk that away to me. I I, I agree with the fighters completely because I'm gonna tell you right now, I know people that aren't into fighting that were like fucking Masvidal's fight because they knew him from you know yeah. The backyard also, fight. Yeah, you know, like, that motherfucker's no joke, man. And, all, and he also seems like a pretty reasonable guy where I don't think he's like, I want $30 million for my next fight. You know, he's not one of those guys that I think right. it's like $30 million or I'm out. Like, he probably, you could probably say, all right, what would make you happy? Here's your contract. What can make you happy? And he'll probably come back with a number that's not crazy. Right. So, see, he's, he, to me, when you see the old footage of him, even when some of his losses – which were so fucking razor sharp close. Yeah. I've seen him in fights where it's like, oh, that could have went either way. Yeah, like, I, I, thought the, I thought he won the ally Quinta fight, to be honest. Uh, huh? The ally Quinta fight. There were a bunch of them that could have won his way. It could have went his way, but I mean, I think that him going away and doing the crazy fucking reality show got him more focused, and then he came back with the killer. He didn't do a reality show? Yes, he did. What'd he do? Masvidal did a reality show for a year. What show? A, a, a survival show. Really? Yes, he did a survival show. He did it so he could, it was a lot of money, and he did it so he could um, really kind of refocus and, and, and disconnect from everything and came back and was a monster. Well, there's a guy that, like, like we talked about before, where there's fighters and there's, like, athletes who become fighters. I mean, there's a guy that was fighting in Kimbo Slice's backyard for free. Yeah, just to, yeah, just to fight. Yeah. By the way, you ever watched that show Street Beefs? Yes. Oh my God, there's some good fights on that. But so, it's, it's, yeah, but I know we're like, you're like see, you can see if they went against somebody that knew what the fuck they were doing, 
it would be a a couple of them i was like pretty impressed and then there were guys that I, like some guy like og who won but like he <laughs> not, not, like he fucked me up so you know yeah, I, no, I, they had, I watched a couple different ones on youtube where they have this one where they go down it's like fight club and the bottom line is I've seen real a real fighter. They had this one video where they showed a real MMA guy against a real street tough guy, and it wasn't even fucking close. Oh, All he did was as soon as he grabbed him, he started wrestling him, and it was fucking over. And that's that's UFC 1 all over again, you know, UFC 2, UFC 3. I mean, that's, that's what happened, you know. Uh, there's nothing better than watching one of these guys who's like the toughest guy in his, you know, Staten Island nightclub get the shit <laughs> <laughs> there's something really there's something it's, it's almost like when you see when you see some of these instagram people on comedy or some of these people that have popular podcasts go to right. a real comedy club see they don't have that anymore people don't realize that there's a lot of people now that like they have a really successful podcast and they just they they they, they tour and it's their people right. and they come but that's not how it used to be it used to be before there were podcasts like you went to the comedy cellar or you went to gotham comedy club or you went to stand up in New York, and if you didn't know, if you didn't bring it, it was crickets. And yeah. it wasn't like you were not bringing it amongst a bunch of people. It, like there were guys like you and Godfrey and Jim Norton and Pete Corielli and Orny Adams, DC Benny, Judah Friedlander, Dave Attell. And this is when I was first starting up because I used to go all the time. I was like a year into comedy and I just watch it. And there was nothing better than watching a TV star at the time. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Go in there and just get fucking humbled. And by, because it was like, if you didn't fucking bring it, you right. it was done. And in LA, there's still that sometimes at the Laugh Factory or the comedy store, but not as much, you right. know? Um, and now people just go right to their own, the headline. But I've done it before where I've had comics like go, hey, mind if I do a guest set on your show or whatever? And like, I know them. I'm like, all right, but no one else knows them. It's an impartial crowd. And they, right. they come off. They're like, what, what was that? What, what? Like, they're shook. I'm like, yeah, because you only perform in front of your home field advantage. Right, right. You, always, you, you only perform in front of people like, we love you, Jimmy. You're yeah. funny, Jimmy. And yeah. then get in front of a, so a bunch of people like, hey, fuck you, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. be funny, Jimmy. You fucking suck, Jimmy. You, yeah, you're, you're nobody up. knows your stories or your little catchphrases or, yeah. like, you know, all of a sudden, like, if you don't have a joke uh, and, and you oh, don't have taglines right. and, and then, top, you, know, you know, set up, punch, tag, 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 set up, punch, tag, 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 people are just looking around. Oh, and I've seen it where the whole crowd just breaks out and, like, starts talking. Oh, you know, yeah, no, I've I, I seen, I, I seen a comic that he wasn't uh, – uh, really a comic. He was more of an actor. What's his, uh, uh, Skippy? Oh, yeah, Mark Price. Is that his real name? Yeah, yeah, from uh, Family Ties? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was on, yeah, he was on for a long time on TV show. I did a set, and he came in and did a guest set with, and I wouldn't say my crowd, it was just a crowd. And uh, I've never seen somebody bomb so badly in my life. And But when he first walked up, people were like, oh, shit, it's Skippy. And then, um, like, 30 seconds later, they're like, oh, Skippy sucks cock. He's yeah. horrible. But Black crowds are the most honest. Black crowds don't give a fuck. They, you yeah, know? you got to bring uh, it. I, I mean, I, I did both. I did, I would, I performed, I would do gigs up in Harlem and do stuff up in the Bronx. 
but then I still did like the comic strip and I was lucky enough to get in Caroline's comic strip and in some of the major rooms. So I, I think they're, they're harder. It makes me, it made me a better comic. I bullshit you not. It made me a better comic. I mean, what's his name? Who's uh, who's really funny. Got JB smooth. I had to follow Michael Blackson in Florida. And you know, dude, Michael, Michael Blackson's a beast. You know, Michael, yeah, but Michael Blackson's a beast in front of that crowd. I've seen him in front of a mainstream crowd and a regular crowd, and he's almost a, a parody. Like, I, but I, but he he but he does well. He does he does good enough. I've seen him do no. I've seen no. I've seen him. I've seen uh, who I, comics I like. Um, Capone. I've seen some mainstream. They, they go in front of mainstream crowds and they don't do as well. They just don't. Yeah, yeah. But in front of that crowd, like an urban crowd, black crowd. They they murdered. I had to follow Capone once at the Bronx in the Bronx, and dude was like three minutes in, bring Capone back on stage. And then when I got into a heckling match with him, I won the heckling match, and they're like, "All right, you cool, finish your set." But at first, it was real dicey because he killed so hard, you know, doing the bodega. He did that the, the bodega joke, and everybody thanks. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have nothing like that. So I mean, I, I think that the same thing when we were talking about. Fighters, there's people that are comics and there's people that are play at comedy. And I think there's some people that are like in the fighting, they're athletes and they're physically, they're, you know, they're perfectly, you know, fit for fighting. And then there's that motherfucker that will fight you at Ralph's. Like, like, hey, you want to go? Let's go out in the parking lot. Like, and to me, Masvidal is one of those dudes. He pieced up this dude backstage because he's like, fuck you, let's go. And and, and he did. And so he's one of those guys. He threatened, when he threatened, uh, he, uh, he was about to fight, what's my, the guy he knocked out. And like, like Astrid. Astrid in the lobby, like, uh, like in the lobby, he said, dude, you know, and then well, I don't think Astrid knew, I don't think Astrid knew, Ben Askren's used to shit talking in the wrestling community, like having fun with it. And it's just, it's not a, it's not a game to Masvidal. But meanwhile, I met Masvidal. I, I did a show with – I did a podcast, and I had Colby Covington, Dean Thomas. Uh, they all came to my, to my room, in, uh, and, and Kevin Lee in Vegas, my hotel room. And he brought Masvidal, and I was like, you want to be on the show? And he's like – he didn't want it. He just smoked weed in the bathroom the whole time. Uh, but he was so happy that it wasn't in a real studio, and he was just the nicest, like, just a cool guy. Like, just he's a, super chill, but it just seems like he's one of those dudes that – he has that switch. Oh, yeah. I seen him. I, the, the, he was getting interviewed by Joe Rogan, and he was dead serious. He's like, dude, I don't like this dude. If I see him at Whole Foods, I, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to piece him. Well, him and, and Bisbang almost got a fight in, like, the elevator one time. About, yeah, he's one of those guys. He's like, no, fuck you. Let's go. And I think that Astros didn't realize he was, like, that kind of guy. He was not playing. Just like I think um, um, Habib is not like that. Oh, he's no. He's just like, yo, fuck that. You can't talk about my father like that and think I'm not going to want to kill you. That's why he jumped out of the ring with a double fucking horse kick. Try, he, he's a dude like, no, this is not, I'm trying to, this is serious. You know, when I, when we, we had Khabib on the podcast back when it was me and T-Rex, um, and this was like, Khabib was like, a, like three fights in, and I go, Khabib, and I was funny because I had T-Rex, but then he was the bear, you know, that he used to wrestle. So I'm like, hey, we got someone on the phone who's pissed off that you beat him when he was younger. And T-Rex like, he was playing a bear. And Khabib starts like dying laughing. And he goes, you guys are crazy. I'm like, we're crazy. 
You wrestled a bear when you were four years old. Yes, we're nuts, but you're fucking, you're, you're getting Kodiak bears in headlocks. We're, 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 we're two guys on a podcast on Fox Sports. You're wrestling bears, which, by the way, if they would have had that, like, imagine if the U.S. that would have happened. They would have called child services in, like, three seconds. Hey, you're like, not allowed that. That's animal cruelty. It's like, yeah, but the bear won a couple rounds. Um, but dude, but so I, we, I asked him, I go, who wins, Pettis or the bear? And he goes, the bear. The bear's got better wrestling. And then he goes, tell bear, I'm number one contender now. He's old. He has to go back to the line. <laughs> and then he goes, I go, but he wants to fight you. And he goes, tell bear, send me location, right? <laughs> like, and then he used the same thing with, with Connor, send me location. And, and the thing is, when I saw that interview, I thought, I think he's serious. Oh, he was totally serious. He, he would have he fought Connor in a parking lot in Denny's, like, in front of nobody. I thought, that was the one I thought, you know, where people play at hating each other. I thought, no, this is so fucking real. And then I, only two other ones. I thought for a minute there when um, Chael Sonnen was talking shit to uh, uh, Spider, Anderson Spider Silva. When I never seen Anderson Spider Silva do some shit in the weigh-in, he fucking gave him a shoulder to the face. And I've never seen him, like, get that way with somebody. He's usually kind of respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, there was that, that was like, because Chael Sonnen I mean, was just fucking just sunny. Chael, Chael was like, you know, one of those guys that he's so smart. You know, as a comic, you, like, you can walk the line. I try to become that comic that can walk the line. He knew how to walk the line where, yeah, some of the things he said he probably shouldn't have said, but it wasn't like, like, I feel like Colby, I love Colby. He's a friend of mine. But sometimes even me, I'm just like, like when he said that, like Matt Hughes got hit by a train. It, like, I mean, hit by a train. Yeah. He can't, he's kind of paralyzed. He's finally getting back together. But like, his life is, is going to be, is altered forever. And when he beat somebody and goes, hey, get on the, get on the Colby train, unless you're Matt Hughes. Like he made a fucking Matt Hughes train joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, even I was like, Holy shit. Now, <laughs> I love walking the line. And I still would I would have been like, wow. I would you know where you go like this. Mm. Like, uh like cause like, dude, Matt Hughes like he's like permanently fucked up, you know? Yeah, for and, the rest of his life and you're making jokes. That's why I think when he got like his jaw cracked. I think it was cracked. I don't know if it would No, no, it didn't break though. He 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 thought it was broken, it wasn't. But he, even worse than that, Shang is he got kicked out of his own gym. Like, he's not an American top team anymore. Oh, so shit. He, um, and I talked to him about it. I called him up, and I was like, you know, hey, man, you know, uh, are you okay? Like, and I, I didn't want him to think that I was, like, trying to get the scoop for a podcast. Some people think that, like, because I have a show. But, like, Kobe's a friend, you know. So, like, I'll call Kobe sometimes, and he'll call me. And I, it's not about the podcast, you know. I'll, I'll just be like, yo, are, are you sure you know what you're doing, you know? And he's like, yeah, I got to build, build a team around me and, and I'm bringing in the right people. And I'm, look, man, like, it's your life. Who the fuck am I to tell you how to live it? I mean, yeah. you got, look, I've never been the number one guy in the world at anything. You know, um, he was the number one fighter in the world. So obviously he has a recipe for success. It's working for him. Now, listen, if I was his coach and I was his manager, I would say apologize to whoever the fuck you got to apologize to get back an American top team. You have, you have uh, Dustin Poirier there. You have Masvidal there. Right. You have all those fucking beasts over there. You got all the guys from Brazil, all the guys from Russia. 
like what do you by, by making your own gym you have to bring people in they have they're working right. for you they're not hurting you you're paying them it, but they're not going to be able to they're not going to push him like he needs to be pushed I mean, I, I would assume that. I mean, move, dude. You, got, you, got, you got Mako as a coach. You got Mike Brown. You got all these guys that with, like, insane knowledge. And don't – Colby, you were one minute away from being a champion. I mean, if you would have won that last minute of the round against Usman, you were tied. It, the scorecards were it tied. It was that close. I just think that's why I, uh, Usman has his – he does have that dog in him because at the end he was like, no, I'm going to keep fucking – No, he, he, he won. He won the fight, and it was a close fight. It was a great fight. I think if they fight ten times, it might be 5-5. Five, five. Like, I don't – it wasn't one of those fights where you're like – It was so close. Right, right. I know what you mean. It, it was one – it could go this way, that way. But I think that that's a fucking dumb move. They're not building his own – getting his own people together. He needs to be with – he needs to be with a bunch of fucking orcs. I'm talking about – guys that are just going to push him and if he's doing that it's fucking stupid but i think so i mean look i look at like the history of fighting that's never worked out i mean ever i can't think of one guy maybe cejudo uh Bill no, tony ferguson tony ferguson tony ferguson is a guy who builds his own tony ferguson even though, but he's a nut job but the nut job thing worked for a long time and he he beat some top guys that i didn't think he was going to beat them like he beat him like a drum, man. Like he wasn't the champ. He was the interim. He was the interim champion, though, Tony. Like he wasn't the champ, champ. Like right? I mean, he he had a wasn't he like the interim champ? Yeah, but to me, he was champ because he beat the he like he had a run. Other than you know Gaethje just recently, yeah, he, he won like, like I've never seen other than Anderson Silva and and Mighty Mouse. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Tony Ferguson's guy, but. Colby Covington is in Florida and you got the black zillions or whoever hard knocks this guy's team with Usman of those guys, you got American top team. You have, you, you have access to the best fighters in the world. Why would you not take advantage of that? I think that maybe like, you know, him, the way he comes off it, I think maybe his ego. Well, he said, he said they were trying to like, they, they, they made a rule that he couldn't bad mouth his own teammates. They were trying to harbor his own speech. They're trying to fuck up his own speech. They're, they're, and I don't know, man. I think it's a dumb move. And I mean, I don't know, dude. I just think it's a dumb move. And I, well, I guess we'll see, right? I mean, Woodley says he signed the contract to fight Colby. He says he got the contract, he signed it. Now, Colby might be looking at that as like, all right, Colby, all right, Woodley's coming off two losses in a row. And what do I, and he's, and he's a threat. So what do I win by beating Tyron Woodley? Right. If I lose, or if I get, if I lose from Tyron Woodley, if I lose. I, I get fucked up. You know, Tyron's not going to want to lose to Colby. He's going to be extra motivated. Right. And if, and if I win, I'm right back to where I am right now. Now, if I wait out the Usman versus Gilbert Burns fight, then I could probably get the winner of that fight. So Colby's probably thinking that. And but but I still think that if he fights Woodley, um. It's one of those fights where I think that he needs to do that. I think he needs to fight Woodley to two, kind of be like, yeah, I told you what the fuck's up. But if Woodley cracks him, then he's, he's, he's going to actually fall notches. I think his, his status will just go. Oh, totally, totally. And, yeah. and, and it'll be a racial th- racist thing. Because, like, after he lost, all these people were tweeting, like, like Sean King and this one that like white supremacist gets his jaw broken by an immigrant. 
which is not what fucking happened. Like he's not a white supremacist. Um, you know, he 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 says some dumb things, but right. I, I but I think it's more of a. As far as I know, like it, it's hard because if you well, look I've at seen him say some shit that made me if go. You look at what he says on paper. You're like, uh, it's not good. But if you listen to him and watch him and see how he is around people, you're like, okay, this guy's playing the heel. You know, he's right. He's playing the heel, but there's a certain point where even when Trump was playing the heel, there's a certain point where the it, it meshes over and you go, oh no, fuck you, dude. Well, Trump wasn't playing a heel. That was no, tough. he is a heel. I'm saying, but I'm saying that 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 uh, the problem I have with Coat, okay, is he just. I saw he was playing the heel, and now, then after a while, I'm like, okay, dude, fucking stop. Well, you call Brazilians filthy animals, and then, and then you say Khabib has a sheep on his head so he could fuck Yeah, so that's, that's right. So you start saying things like that, and you, you put that on paper, you go, this guy's obviously uh, a bigot, right? Right, but, absolutely. But if that's you know the think. guy, and you know his training partners, and you know what he does, and you know that, then you go, okay, he's not a So it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's not so well, black and white. The stuff he said pertaining to Usman wasn't cool. There's the stuff, there's stuff he said that there's, after the fourth or fifth time, I'll go, okay, I'll give you a pass, give a pass, you're a good fighter, good fighter. Then after a while, it's like, no, fuck that dude. And yeah. so, but I, um, I still wouldn't call it. Masvidal said too. Masvidal said, this little game you're playing, because I know you, the game you're playing, you keep doing it, but now you're going over the line. You're going over the line with other fighters. You're going over the line by criticizing other fighters. And now other fighters want to fuck you up. Well, here's the thing also about Colby is that I've always been like, look, if you're on my team, like you're on my team, you know, like your teammates are the guys, American top team. These are the guys that make you better. Right. Like I understand it's an individual sport, but there's no reason to fuck with your own teammates, you know? And uh, that's sort of like what you learn first day of practice. There's like no I in team. Granted, it's an individual sport, but look, Burns and Us and Usman are fighting each other. Like they're, they're they could, you could be respectful and still want to beat the fuck out of right. each other. I've seen I've seen fighters that were, were friends, and uh, if you watch the Ultimate Fighters, there's people that were friends in the house that fought. And then afterwards, yo man, good fight. I'm you know, you know good fight. Way to go, you got me. Stephen and Bonner named his kid Forrest. I mean that he named his son Forrest after. Yeah, so you can be that way. I I just I disagree with that because I, I look at how because you know my favorite fighter, one of my favorite fighters. I got three, my top three, but GSP, GSP, GSP. I I he rarely got mad. He rarely he just he he respected him. Even if they were talking all this shit, saying crazy shit to him, I I like fighters like that. But I also like Conor McGregor too, and I like Chael Sonnen. But I I like fighters yeah, like McGregor. I mean, talk about a guy. I mean, McGregor says some shit that just like you know when when he, when he called Khabib's wife a towel. Oh yeah, his that wife was is a towel. Like, dude. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's too much, and that's why I think <laughs> Khabib what? had that attitude. I think Khabib had that attitude, like, oh fuck that dude. It's, it's thing, the- you have to understand though. On the other hand, we're in the comedy business, right? We're in comedy clubs 24-7, okay? Every night of our lives, we're in a comedy club, for the most part. So right. we kind of, we know comedy. We know what's funny. We, I, I know a joke that'll get 90% of people laugh. I know a joke that'll get 10% of people laughing. I, we know that. If you're a fighter in a gym, and you just watch Comedy Central and these roasts or whoever, and you think something's funny, you don't necessarily know the line. So 
in defense of McGregor calling his wife a towel, like obviously you, you know that calling a Muslim woman with a, a cloth on her head a towel is not going to go over well. Right. But, to, but to McGregor being in the gym, looking at his phone, going, oh, this looks like a towel. I could sort of see how people would fuck up a little bit. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's right, but you can see how athletes don't, aren't, you know, majors in comedy. And they could say things. But you know what? No. When he, McGregor fought, he talked all kind of shit, did all kind of little idiot shit with uh, Floyd Mayweather. But even though I thought that was, somebody was like, no, that was a real fight. I'm like, that was a money grab. Fuck yeah. you. It was a money grab for both of them. It wasn't because, I, I mean, there was points where he uppercutted Floyd and Floyd literally looked at him and kept walking forwards and smiled. Well, and there was a, and to, then the fifth round, he started literally putting, and you've never seen Floyd that put his head in his chest, like, dude. I, it, I, I don't think, I don't think, I honestly God. think, I, I think that Mayweather, from what I heard from people that in the know, did not take that fight seriously, um, and that was not that was like a sparring session. He, he went really half-assed in that fight. So I think you're right, but I also think that like if they fought again, I, I don't understand why Mayweather just if he could have knocked him out early, just didn't. Like, if he would have went out there and knocked him out in one round, it would have been the best thing for boxing uh, because it would have been like, look, this guy can't last a round. But to let him right. go 10 rounds with him, really, it was a moral victory for Connor. It made was a Connor look, Made Connor look really good and did not make Mayweather look very good at all, to be but honest. No, you know what? I, I, if you look at the pre-fight stuff, literally Floyd Mayweather said, this is exactly what I'm going to do to this dude. I know that he gasses out. I know that he doesn't understand 12 rounds, whole different ball game. And he literally said, probably, and his father, you can hear him yelling, probably the fourth round, start showing him what's up. Then he did, and then the fifth round, then the sixth round. And from that point on, McGregor was just getting his head bobbled. And at the end, they had to, they had to stop it because it started looking like Floyd started, he knocked his head through the fucking ring, dude. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I don't know, I was actually, really impressed by McGregor, to be honest. I was impressed by McGregor, but I thought when I saw the pre-fight thing and I saw it, and he said, when he said, I, this is what I'm going to do, but I want to give the fans a show, I was like, they're doing this for fucking money. There's no other reason. This, is not, this, this fight is absurd. If Floyd wanted to do really, and Floyd's, what, 20 years older than him? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're talking it's about doing Pacquiao Mayweather again. Right, yeah, I mean... I mean, you, the reason I think Floyd is one of the best fighters ever is you got to think, he's fighting dudes 15, 16, 20 years younger than him. Canelo was 20 years younger than him and 40 pounds more than him. And he just made it look like a, like a, a sparring match, like I'm fighting a kid. It's unbelievable. I mean, look, he comes from his father was a world champion. His uncle was a world champion. Oh, so I see what you're saying. Like, so, so it's all kind of inbred he, in him. He's so talented. He's, he's, his work ethic is second to none. I mean, Mayweather's, he's amazing. He's, he's a different level. He's, his fight IQ is like, how many, every fight he goes in there, he loses three rounds, figures out what to do, and then wins. He's just that, he's that good. Did, is know? it true that Conor McGregor made like uh, $90 million? I, a friend of mine told me that, and I was like, are you serious? I don't know Get what he made. Get the fuck out of here. I heard he made a, a, just a chunk, a chunk of change. I know that like, he's a different. I know he's a different person right now. Like he's actually it seems like he's humbled. He's like in shape. He's trying hard. His last fight against Cerrone, he looked better than he's ever looked. 
Right. Um, I hope he, you know, he says he retired. I hope he doesn't because this is the McGregor I liked. I liked the McGregor when he was first coming up. And then I liked this McGregor. The McGregor that was like making it rain. Yeah, and throwing stupid. stuff at buses. I think that was some corny shit. That was corny to me. I was like, dude, just fucking do that shit in the ring. But at the same time, people were like, listen, the guy was a plumber and came from nothing. And if you're a plumber and you came from nothing and all of a sudden you get $100 million thrown at you, it's hard to figure out and the whole country is behind you. But at the same time, look, other people, look, look, LeBron James seemed to come from nothing. You don't see him fucking smashing buses and making yeah. it rain. And not only that, he didn't, it, it, it was dumb. It was dumb on so many levels. He hurt other fighters that didn't have shit to do with it. No, they I mean, they weren't even fucking part of his bullshit. So that was some bullshit. I was like, fuck him on that one. I mean, I'm a Greg McGregor fan, but I was like, fuck him on that one. And the old guy at the fucking bar. And, and yeah. That, like, yeah, that was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? So I, I like him, but I still was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know who, you know who seemed like they had the worst was black athletes in the 80s because they got really famous and a lot of money and there was no social media. You look at like my favorite athletes in the 80s, Daryl Strawberry, like right. who was doing like cocaine and like yeah. Molly and yeah. hookers during the games. Like Dwight Gooden, uh, who, who missed, the Mets won the World Series and he was on so much crack, he missed the parade after he won. But that's, uh, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> What's his name? Um, uh, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that dude. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. He was at a press conference, and there was powder on his <laughs> fucking nose. Mike he Tyson. Was like, hey, what's going on? Mike I mean, Tyson. Because I feel like black athletes did not get paid a lot until the 80s, and then they just got, like, a ton of money and power and fame and pussy and did not know how to handle it. Uh, oh, no, no. And that's why with the NBA right now, they got classes where they take these young guys and go, listen, don't spend all your money. Buy some car dealerships. Do this, do that. But before it was like, fuck it. 17 Rolls Royces for everybody. They were out of their minds. I, like, I, remember, going, when, I remember when Tyson got arrested for, for rape. And he's like, listen, I did not rape that girl. But there's about five or six things I did that I should be in jail for. So I'll go to jail for one of those things. And everyone was like, that's really nice. But I'm like, but well, what if he's a serial killer? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, he didn't really specify what those other fucking six things, like, were. I mean, that's, that's a lot of, like, that's, that's a pretty big net. That's of, like, pretty, it's pretty broad to be like, yeah, you know. I got a few, uh, I got a few human dicks in the refrigerator. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, but, hey, uh, but uh, so that's why you're going to jail? But I think he, I met him, and he's got one of, he's got those helter-skelter eyes. He looks like he could snap at any minute and kill somebody. Oh, I'm saying he could. Yeah, and him and Michael Jai White, I, I um, went to the gym to just check him out, and uh, man, because I wanted to go in and spar, and then I saw these guys and went, maybe I won't. You know, you know where you go and go, you're hyped, and then you go, hmm, hey, these guys will kill you know, me. So you need, like, somebody said that you need a gym to go to before you can join a gym. Yeah, uh, you got to like, have a pre-gym. Yeah. Like, it's pre-cum, but it's the, yeah. I'm telling you right now, man, that motherfucker is a monster. And Mike Tyson looks like he's got that thing in him, like, well, I'll kill you. Like, he really. Think about Tyson, though, is that he's short, right? He's pretty short. So he's I short. Could, I could, I could see so many fucking idiots that are like, I could take this guy. And then after the first 
rib shot, just like. Yeah, what have, I, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, no, I never thought that. You know what? But then there was a, a, a couple of people that said, like, when you get UFC against a boxer, he's one of those boxers I go, ah, it'd be hard to kick his legs on him. His legs are like fucking fire plugs. He would have been great in, like, UFC 1 when there were no rules. Right. Because he really would bite someone's eye out. Like, like I mean, like, yeah, there's no headbutting. Like, I told you. I fucking told you, didn't I? Yeah, there's there's nothing that guy would wouldn't have done to to win a fight. Um, yeah, but no, but then again, he changed at what Holyfield he changed at when he fought him when he bit his ear because before that he wasn't like that. But he also had guidance when he lost guidance when he lost his trainer when he lost some of the people around him. That's when he started going fucking bananas. But before that, he wasn't like that. Well, they had him. I mean, Customato, they had him fighting every month. They were like, listen. This dude's a fucking train wreck. We got to keep him in the, keep him training, keep him fighting. So every month they set up a fight. So he didn't have time to fuck around. Right, but they kept him focused. When he became champion and he's fighting every year, I mean, there are so many guys out there. I mean, like Mayhem and so many fighters, like when they have him every, like they got him every couple of weeks getting fighting, they're they're awesome. Like uh, it's when they have time in between. Is well, when Mayhem, it, I'm going to tell you right now, when I hung out with Mayhem, I, I, I think he's one of those other people that he's got that helter-skelter shit going on, oh, too. Yeah, no, he, he, he seems like he's one of those people like, click, and he's, he's, he's gone. So uh, I was friend, a friend of mine was like, because um, he was really super cool with me, yeah. but there was people that would say shit to him, and I could see him go like, who the fuck are you Well, I mean, about? look, he was, he was beating up cops and vandalizing before it was legal. And yeah. If he, he would have just waited... <laughs> Till now, I don't think he would, <laughs> he would have been like, eh, it's just another guy. Yeah. He wouldn't have served any time. They would have had him at the at the rallies. Like it would have been like a poster boy. They'd, they'd, they'd have been like, like yeah, bang him. But no, go on MSNBC or something. I think that uh, what is it? Not is it bipolar? Not bipolar? Is it where someone? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, 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 but he was cool. I I, t- I hung out with him at the haha, yeah. and then I hung out with him again, and he was super chill. But there was points where I was like, I don't know if I want to be around this dude too long. No, he definitely I know had that. That sounds fucked up, but that's the truth. No, holy, I, I even said that to him. I mean, he, he's the first, be the first one to admit that. Like, when he's on, he's the best. When he's not, he's like, it's terrifying. It's, it's and he could hurt. Like, he could fucking kill somebody easily. He's a big dude. People don't realize how big he is. Yeah. Like, he's, right now, he's about 240, you know, and he's been fighting his entire life. You know, uh. I don't know. Did you hear what happened over the weekend? Some guy went into a bar in Texas, said they wouldn't let him in. He goes, I'm a UFC fighter. Don't you know who I am? Came back and shot up the bar. Shot eight people and took off. But I don't think he really was a UFC fighter, but no one even knows who he was or where he was. Most UFC fighters like, well, I'm just going to beat the fucking bouncer up, show you I'm good. I don't think. I haven't heard of only one UFC fighter where I heard where he was a fucking psycho and full of gun. Most UFC fighters that I, oh, yeah. plus I've met a lot through you, and I've met when I. It's weird when I do Vegas because I was doing Vegas so much. That's where I met the most UFC fighters. Oh, yeah. Because when I do the show of it, uh, when I was doing Matt would be like Matt knew a lot of them and say, "Oh, Shane's in town," and they would come up to the show, and I was like, "Oh, fuck, this is so." Like to me, I was like, "Oh shit, this is cool as hell," you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm they're all part. super chill. They're all super chill. They don't never. I never met one that I felt like. Like Joe Rogan said a bit about, like, all these guys could rape me, like, if they wanted to. And there's nothing I could do. 
I yeah. never felt that way. I've always, and I think that, um, like, even with you, the guy, most of the guys, and you, you say some crazy shit about them, and they love it though. Dude, they get mad at me. Some people are like, "When are you gonna roast me?" People hit me up all the time. Like, "What? Well, I'm not good enough to be roasted?" I'm just like. But that's great for you, though. It's great, I but I gotta do research. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Fucking Google person and like find the. You gotta find out some shit about. Oh man, yeah, he wanted to be a tranny one day. Like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta find out exactly. But I'm gonna tell you, man. Comedy wise, there's a lot of cats that I think that you know don't consistently bring it. Um, that I've worked with, that I've seen on shows, and they put me on shows like even when I was on the road with Attell and Louis C.K. and um, now, Louis kept writing it all the time, but Louis, uh, David Tell didn't. Yeah. Sometimes he would kill, and sometimes he would just go off and like, oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying, and then just fucking go off. You've been consistent as fuck when you're doing a set set. Yeah. Like, the, the Zoom shows are different. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying, when you're doing a set set, you can see it's like boom, 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 yeah. boom. Oh, I I think the guys that don't do, like, I don't call them comics. I call them, you know, they're, they're like internet comics they're not really comics to me they don't get that no no they, i don't i don't think they get that and the people no, think of course, I'm hating, of but this is true before we leave one of the funniest things that i saw david tell he was hosting the uh, avn awards and it was like that's like the hardest thing to host because everyone's on coke no one's listening chicks right. are all looking and he and he does a joke and nothing works and he looks in the crowd and goes dreams <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was just like, no, I don't know anyone caught it, but I was die. I was crying, laughing. He just goes. Oh, no, he's hilarious, and I, I, I've always been good friends with him. But it was just, it's just funny. There's certain guys I think that are consistent. I think that I've seen like where they're just every single time I see them, they can bring it. You're one of them. Uh, I'm you like, too, you man. like bring it and and bring it where people are like, oh shit. And then um, I worked on, you know who I was surprised at how much he was consistently was? Daniel Tosh. Oh, dude. Tosh is so underrated as a comic. Hey. He hates podcasts. He's like, I'm never doing a podcast. That's how he is. Like, he, he doesn't sell any merch. I used to open for him. He's one of those dudes that, like, he's not the nicest person. No, I, uh, I, I did. I was doing the improv in Irvine, and he came each night to do guest sets. And the feature fucking hated him because he kept, he was supposed to do 10 and he would do like 25. So the feature would get bumped to like six minutes. Yeah. So they fucking hated him, but he was nice to me. I, he I didn't nice know. nice to him. me too. He, if he knows you're a comic, he's nice to you. But he's also one of those dudes that cannot hide how he truly feels about people. Um, like he's like a snarky, like angry dude, but like nice. And I appreciate him because there's nothing phony about Daniel Taj. Like, what you see is what you get. Right. And, um, and it, people are never going to be like, oh, he was, he was, what a phony. Like, no, that's him. But he's funny as fuck. Man, uh, he did guest sets. He was, I was doing Irvine, and he did, like, three nights. He came each night, and he came with this fucking six-foot-one blonde, just mutant. I'm like, where did they build her in? The pussy yeah. lab? She was fucking amazing. And um, yeah. super cool, but, like, was ripping. And the feature was mad because like, why well, do I have to go to the bathroom? I said, because he's doing a guest set. You have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, I don't give a fuck. I followed some monsters back in the day when I used to do. Remember Catch a Rising Star? Yeah. And they would be like, okay, Shang, it's gonna be a. We're gonna put Dennis Miller up, who was on Saturday Night Live at the time, and then we're gonna put you up. I'm like, 
what? What the fuck? Why are you doing that to me? And then after a while, I started being like, yeah, put me up after Dennis Miller. Fuck him. And like, I started being like, fuck him. And Dane Cook, when I was in Boston doing shows, Dane Cook was a monster, man. Oh, yeah, he's dude, he's the man. He still is the man, but. And they would put, they would say, well, we need somebody high energy to follow his energy. So they would be like, okay, well, you're going to go up after him. And it was me, him, and Nick DePaula. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah, Nick's hilarious. Yeah, so it was Nick, then him, then me. But it was supposed to be me in the middle. And they were like, no, nah, uh, he wants to go up now. And so yeah. after I followed him and I did well, when I got to L.A. and I saw him out here, I, I totally was comfortable with following all these fucking I call them monsters. And like somebody thought I was dissing. I was online doing a thing. And they thought, did you diss those comics? No, a monster is a is a is a no. compliment where I'm from. And if I like fighters, I call monsters. That's actually a good thing. Oh, that's true. I remember Dane at Dublin's like used to annihilate for an hour. I mean, it was this is prime Dane before MySpace even when he just and people loved him and he was running around the crowd, he stayed naked and all kinds of crazy shit. And Alonzo Bowden used to go on after him every time. And I had, and he used, and half the crowd would leave. People who stayed loved him. But I, I gained so much respect for Alonzo for doing that every time. And, and yeah, and I think that made Alonzo stronger. Totally. And like Jim Carrey used to always request to follow Kinnison. And Kinnison would just murder. And Carrey was like going out, because that's how you get better. That's how you get better. I think so. I, I, I mean, I, I've worked with some comics where I feel like I needed them to like work the crowd to get me motivated. I don't know if that makes sense because sometimes I would be like, because at the time when I had Cameron and Xavier and it was like, sometimes I didn't want to be in the comedy club. I wanted to be home because yeah. I was like, I, I, I was, when I was on the road, I missed my son so much. I was like, I wouldn't be thinking about comedy. I'm thinking about, yeah, man, we were supposed to watch. We were supposed to watch the Avengers, and I'm here in fucking Wisconsin. Yeah. And I should be watching the Avengers with my son. You know what I'm saying? So I think that now that he's grown, fuck him. Uh, now that he's 22, ah, fuck him. But um, I'm telling you right now, man. You, like once we get out of this, the comics that you're gonna see the, the the difference between the comics and the people who ain't comics. Oh, 1,000 percent. I, I I hope I hope the ones that aren't comics quit too because they're taking up fucking space for real. Are you saying? Are you <laughs> I do. I'm just like, God damn, Adam. Adam, tell them what you really feel. I'm like, dude, even on like, even on Zoom shows, because I, I do an hour every Friday on Zoom. I do my own show on Zoom, and I'm making from tips. I make what I would make on the road headlining, like, uh, like, and it's just um, people people throw me hundreds like for the shows. I'm fucking, I'm I'm bringing it. Like on the Tuesday eight minute show, I'll do some new shit. When I do an hour, I'm doing an hour fucking hard. Right. And because I, I know I'm going to go right back to headline. I don't want to miss a beat, you know? But there are people even on these Zoom shows that I book, they're like, uh, well, today I went to the store. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? They don't, but you can't, you can't really say that because they're from a different, I don't know if I'm saying it right. They're from a different school than us. Does that make sense what I'm saying? DeVry? I mean, fucking, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they, <laughs> like, yeah. like they, they're, they're not from, like, they haven't done bars and one-nighters or go up at, like, Twilight. They, they, you can't, you can't really gauge them that way. I just did a Zoom show, well, last night it got 
thrown, it got, because we got hacked and a bunch of people were like, kill niggers, die niggers. So, and I mean like a hundred times. So they, they, they stopped it. But I'm going to do that Nowhere Comedy Club show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. And you I, don't I, have, I saying, you don't have to, I mean, look, that's cool. You're doing that, but you don't have to do that. Do it. Cause do it. Cause they're going to take a, a, a piece, do it yourself. Like just fucking do They're like, yo, I'm doing a, sh- I'm doing a zoom show, get an opener. Here's here. Put the Venmo, put the thing, tip me. It all goes to you. Like, what do you need to, what do you got to put cuts into people? I mean, no, I know yeah, everybody, uh, a couple comics that already have done it. Um, Ian Edwards had done it, and I thought, uh, and Alonzo had did it, and so I was like, "Yeah, no, it's cool." But I'm saying you could do it all yourself. Like, like you don't need you don't need people to put, take cut out your money. Yeah, I just I because the one I did last week, um, because they you know you said they, they could tip each comic, and I had to do like 20 minutes, and when I'm doing 20 minutes, I'm like, no, I'm gonna do like, yeah, yeah. right? And I was fucked me up, man. I got like when I got the tip it was like 150 dollars. It was from one person. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, I haven't been able to, they've been stuck in the house, haven't been going to con clubs, always come see you at the Laugh Factory since I couldn't come see you. Here you go. Because yeah. there's people that I would see at the Laugh Factory, because mainly the Laugh Factory when I would do the improv, but so used to going out to con clubs, and now they're like, damn, I, I love going to no, con dude, clubs. No, dude, do it, like, honestly, do it, I do it every Friday night, 8 o'clock, I have the same opener, I put my Venmo in the bottom, my cash app, end of the show, I'm just like... But you got you also, well... You're right. You can do it. You can do it. No, I, yeah, no, I, I, I think I could do it. I just didn't think of it that way. I'm going through the nowhere comedy. I could even name it whatever the fuck I wanted. Fucking Shanks Comedy Show is what you call it. You know what I'm saying? Shanks Comedy Club, and it's just you, and everyone tips you, and do it every Thursday. I mean, you could do the Nowhere Comedy Club too. Maybe get a feel for it. But I'm saying, like, I'm like, dude, I could do, I could do it myself. I mean, the, the annoying part is I gotta hit people up sometimes during the day. But hey, come check me out tonight. Check me out tonight. But I mean, that takes what an hour. It's an hour of work, you know. And then people are like, they they come, they're like, "Holy shit, that was the most I laughed!" Yada yada yada. And it's boom, you know. And then I'm, it's like, fuck, it's great. But you know what? Now I got to email back um, Steve Hotsella. <laughs> well, I mean, if you book, do, book, do it. But I'm saying, you no, can do it. He, okay. he offered me a bunch of dates. Yeah, I'm just saying, just do it yourself. Just just do it yourself. But sometimes anyway. you get Zoom hacked, and then if you put the Zoom Well, out there, what you do is Zoom hack, you just have to just, uh, you, you got to mute everyone on entry, and, uh, and then just remove them if they're being idiots. Wow. And, and, and then do that during the opener. So get somebody to do 15 minutes. So I just remove anybody that's fucking being a dick. Right. Or like the guy that showed his dick when I did your show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, yeah, exactly. That, that, threw, that threw me. I was like... Is this is this fucking happening right now? Like, I've never done a show where this happened, so this is this yeah. is new. So I mean, but yeah, man, I definitely think that um, you know the main thing with these Zoom shows is I mean I made some money. I can't front. I've, I've been lucky, but man, some of them are weird, man. Like some guy jumped, popped in and was like dressed and like a chick and was like dancing. I was like, nobody's gonna take that box and fucking delete it. Nobody's. Yeah, I'm no, you can, you can do it all yourself. But anyway, listen, right. thanks for watching the podcast. Shang, all right, man. If, you hit me, if you text me or hit me up, I'll give you, I'll tell you what to do. Cause, okay. Because I'm making what we made at the Laugh Factory that time, plus some every week. So, um, I'm I'm but thank it. you guys. Thank you, Michael Johnson. Shang, get the best. Oh,
Later, man. You too. Trap songs and trap dance songs. Sons to hook him, Dorpoland. Tavas told and Dorpoland. I'm a 